Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So Aaron Rodgers is is out. They're going to play against the Chiefs. Packers have, you know, it's crazy. The Packers enable Rodgers in a way, right, to pull off the deception. They're probably going to benefit from this. I mean, look, if they lose a couple games and they don't Certainly. get the number one seed, they, they, but if they, there's so many ways they can benefit this from this. They can back Aaron Rodgers and maybe convince him to stay. They got a good look now at Jordan Love. They're going to see what Jordan Love can do. Ouch. Really like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen, I had Todd McShay on this just in yesterday, and McShay, going back to his kind of evaluation of Love, said, Big, strong, big arm, smart, mobile enough. Did you not hear uh, Matt LaFleur's press conference when they asked him about Jordan Love being ready? He didn't give a ring. Not ready. He didn't give him a ringing endorsement that make you go, oh, okay. It was more like, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, it was like, wow. Can, can you redo it for us? Because you're really good at the no, coaching speed. Like, he just was like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. He didn't like. But maybe he's trying to. Manage nah, expectations. You, you can, when you see it on his face, <laughs> we were sitting there on NFL Live, myself, Swagoo, Dan Orlowski, and Laura Rutledge. And as soon as he said it, we Everyone looked at each did. other. We was like, well, yeah. Let's have people hear it. Evan, yeah. let's play it. I know he's been working hard every day. And I think Luke Getze does a great job with him, getting him prepared. The majority of his reps have taken place on the scout team. But that's something that we try to – when we're doing those scout teams and in practice, you try to take whatever's on the card or whatever play they're running and put it into our terms to help the development process. So I know he takes every rep very seriously. The Packers are hoping Love can get in the zone against the Chiefs. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, that's had, not a ring endorsement at all. But you also had to see the face. If <laughs> he you works saw, very hard. If you saw the yeah. face... The voice is there, but if you saw the face, you'd have been like, oh, damn. You know what else? The wrong organization to not be a baller in. They've only had two quarterbacks in a million years. It was Brett Favre. The odds that you come up with a guy better than Brett Favre are almost zero. They came up with a guy better than Brett Favre. Like a little, like they're both at the highest level, but I take Rodgers over Favre. How, now, Jordan loved the pressure. The pressure on this you kid. You know what that sounded like to me? You remember like back in the day, if somebody asked you if you liked somebody, you liked the girl, like, oh, do you like her? Like, oh, she, she's really nice. She's smart. A great personality. He like, friend-zoned, like, he friend-zoned what him? <laughs> what you say? LaFleur friend-zoned? He friend-zoned he Jordan, Love? Jordan Love? He said, you're, he said you're, you're Jordan-like? I mean, she's, she's cool. He's cool. But the He's great, not who I want to date. He's not who I want to go after. But the great thing about Jordan Love is this is an opportunity to display yes. his talents in, in real time. And what I mean by real time, he hasn't played football in almost two and a half years. Um, last time we saw him on the field, he was at Utah State in a mm. real field, in a real game. Uh, Utah State versus UNLV is not the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers. He is now entering the, the Autobahn where things are going to be flying. No speed limit. There's no speed limit. So things have got to slow down for him. They've got to put him in a position to have some success. Um, At least he's going up against a bad defense. Well, it's a bad defense to us, not a bad defense. Until Spagnuolo just starts throwing stuff at him. When they start bringing zero blitzes and, and, and confusing him as a young quarterback – 
it's it's important for Matt LaFleur and the offensive staff to not put him in harm's way, not do things that he's incapable of doing Jason, trying to do. Jason Wilde uh, of ESPN Wisconsin, he's an ESPN Wisconsin host and athletic Packers reporter, uh, was on terrific radio program yesterday morning between 6 and 10 a.m. here on ESPN Radio called Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This is what he had to say about the expectations for Jordan Love. We're going to see how Jordan Love plays on Sunday. In 2007, I was in Dallas when Brett Favre injured his elbow and out came Aaron Rodgers, and he was great. And it convinced the team, we're going to be okay. They had seen him in practice be really, really good. They were already thinking, hey, it's time to move on to the kid. And that solidified in their minds that he was ready. I don't know if that's what's going to happen on Sunday with Jordan Love. I'm more skeptical of that happening. But there are a bunch of pieces that are going to fall into place here that will affect the long-term picture. Chiefs-Packers is the hot ticket this weekend in the NFL. Hot tickets brought to you by Vivid Seats from seats on the 50-yard line to a bird's-eye view. Being there is all that matters. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Um, Key, you you would talk about... You, you have something on your mind first? No. no, no I was going to say, no, you, no, you were I, talking I like about... my hands like that. You were talking about Justin Fields and what you would, you would kind of broke it down. This is what they, Nagy should be doing with Justin Fields. Is that, I assume, although I don't think Love is considered as talented as Fields, I would assume there's a similar idea for a young quarterback like Jordan Love? Here's what I would say. Utah State, he had an up-and-down college career. He uh, is very talented. He can use his legs just like a Justin Fields. The difference between him and Justin Fields is he has weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay, he has real wideouts yeah. and a running back and a tight end and an offense. Like it's a different situation that he is now being put in. And with that being said, when you have a Lazar or you have a a uh, Devonte Adams, uh, a Randall Cobb, uh, Equinemia St. Brown, a Rogers. Uh, uh, Aaron Jones, and they're getting back. Uh, how do you say his name? Scout Valdez. Scanlon. Valdez. Valdez. Yes. Him. Valdez. <laughs> Valdez. Scanlon. When you when you get him back, I always want to call him Scandrick for whatever reason because I know Scandrick. But Scandrick's when, a fresh name. That's why. <laughs> and so when you get you got that, it makes things in life easier. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have to do. But, a whole so, lot. but does it change the game plan the no, way you, you would well, use so, a young quarterback? No. What you do with that game plan is that game plan is already in. in we're already that game plan is already installed. We're already done. What is it? But I don't know what the game plan. No, I'm is. saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how now would what you, you do? do yeah, you just take out the things that he does well out of the game plan. Instead of 10 pages, you may only use two pages, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you get yeah. him in empty formations, and you spit the ball out quick. You you know that zero pressure's coming from Spagnola. You already understand. They're bringing blitzing from everywhere. So rather than have him confused, trying to figure out who's coming from where, get the ball out quick. Yeah. Here, play Aaron. Action, Here, even though you're going to run the ball with Aaron Jones, play-action pass may not be the best situation on a continuous basis because now he's turning his back to the defense. And if he turns his back to the defense, and all of a sudden what he saw pre-snap when he comes back up, it's not there. He's going to be confused. Imagine that. You close. You, you see something. You close your eyes and open it again, and it's <laughs> not You're like, oh, yeah. it's something different. Yeah. So that's how you make things easier for him. Can I, can I just say, if you are Jordan Love and you're thinking about, damn, out of all the games that come in and start, like, this is the game. I got my weapons back. Devontae Adams is no back. Doubt. Valdez Scantlin is back. I got Randall Cobb. 
I mean, I, I have all the pieces. I'm playing against statistically one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So they not- give up second most yards and first downs across the NFL. Like, this is the game to showcase what your weapons are. Also, you're getting the start. Not because like it, this is something Aaron Rodgers did to him. I hear something KC too, huh? Th- this is something Aaron Rodgers did to himself. You know, like this is nothing that the team did where or he got pushed out or Jordan Love made any noise. Yo, Aaron, everything was cool. You did this to yourself. Now Jordan Love is getting the opportunity. Yeah, but this ain't even about Aaron Rodgers as far as Jordan Love is on the field. This has nothing to do. Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere. Aaron Rodgers is going yeah. to be back here and doing his job whenever well, let me ask such you. due time. Let me ask you. Let's say Jordan Love. Now, it's a rookie. It's not going to be Justin Herbert's once in every 20 well, years a rookie he, plays like assen- Justin Herbert. Essentially, he is but, a rookie because he didn't dress last year. Right. So, so, so let's say he has a good – let's say Rodgers is out for – hypothetically, let's say it's two weeks because he's not due to earliest to be Saturday, the day before the game, but it doesn't go perfectly, so he misses the next two. the day before the Seattle game, which is next Sunday. But that's if he gets two negative tests. Let's say he misses the next two. Let's say he's suspended. And if he doesn't get suspended for one. Let's say he's suspended for one after that. Let's just say, okay? So there's three games that Jordan Love has. Is there anything you think that Jordan Love could do Mm -hmm. to make the Packers think, you know what? This we're going to go forward with this guy. We're not going to pander to Rodgers. If he wants to stay, he stays. But we're not going to be bending yeah. over backwards I'm anymore. I'm going to end it with you real quick. Three games, 3-0. Three and oh. Average right. 310 yards a game and two touchdowns and one turnover. So he's got to play lights out. Damn. What you mean? The NBA's best insider on the league's investigation into Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Adrian Wojnarowski is standing by to talk about yesterday's article that accused Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver of, you're going to hear this a lot today, overseeing an organization that many employees have described as toxic and sometimes hostile. Written by uh, ESPN's Baxter Holmes. Holmes interviewed more than 70 former and current Suns employees who've been part of the team throughout Sarver's 17-year tenure. According to the report, Sarver has used racially insensitive and lewd language repeatedly in the office and displayed conduct employees recount 
as inappropriate and misogynistic. Multiple current and former employees also told ESPN about conduct by other members of the Suns' leadership team they felt contributed to the work environment. While none said Sarver was involved in those incidents, many felt that Sarver's own conduct contributed to a culture that affected how some other managers within the organization treated their employees. And now we bring Woj into this. Good morning, Woj. Morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, Woj. Woj, what's the reaction around the league to yesterday's article by Baxter Holmes? Um... Max, there had been, I think for a very long time, certainly an awareness of how Robert Sarver operated within basketball operations, how disruptive he had been uh, through, you know, years of turnover of general managers, coaches, and players, and, you know, really a decade of, you know, very little success until these last couple of years with, uh, you know, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and, of course, Chris Paul and, and a different leadership structure with uh, Monty Williams as head coach, James Jones as GM. But the levels uh, beyond basketball uh, throughout the organization, the issues of race, of misogyny, uh, you know, certainly people around the league were mortified uh, by what they read uh, by the reporting of Baxter Holmes uh, and really just, uh, you know, how deep-seated the issues are in Phoenix uh, during this Robert Sarver regime and, and, uh, and, and all the different ways it touched people throughout that organization. Well, <laughs> as, as it relates to the NBA doing an investigation with the Phoenix Suns, obviously they stated that nobody reached out to the NBA hotline um, how do you, you know, with Donald Sterling, there was physical evidence that you could see here. It's hearsay with people and their, their opinions about what happened to them. How do you, how does the NBA move forward with this type of investigation? Uh, Jay, it's going to be a very different investigation than Donald Sterling, which really got wrapped up within days. There was audio tape. Then he went on television, did an interview. If you remember on CNN shortly uh, after that audio tape was released and he was suspended quickly by Adam Silver. You know, there was another case during Adam Silver's tenure in Atlanta uh, with Bruce Levinson. There were email evidence um, about uh, the owner's uh, comments to within the organization about race and their fan base that led to an investigation and ultimately he sold the team. This is different. This is going to be a much longer investigation, uh, it would seem, and I think that's what uh, the league is preparing for, the Suns. But there's an opportunity now not only to corroborate what Baxter had in his reporting, but opening the doors up for even further examination and more people getting a chance to come and talk to the league investigators. Uh, There were many people, uh, current and former in Phoenix, who are anxious to talk to the NBA. I think you see in Baxter's reporting, there were those uh, who wondered if this day would ever come. And so, uh, you know, there may be people uh, beyond those who perhaps were among the 70 that talked to Baxter for his story, who now would like uh, to speak with NBA investigators and describe their experiences with Robert Sarver, with his culture there. Uh, This is the same law firm that did this a Clipper investigation, the Hawks investigation for the NBA. And so expect this to take time. 
and to play out over uh, uh, certainly months. But I think for Robert Sarver, you talked to other owners around the league yesterday, the other members of the Board of Governors, and it'll be that issue of race. Uh, ultimately, it, you know, it's what uh, led to ownership changes in with the Clippers, with the Hawks, and then we'll see now uh, as, as the league does its investigation, what does it mean for the future of Robert Sarver as owner of the Suns? Well, as I know it's still in the early stages of everything, and they've got to do their due diligence and, and investigations and everything else that comes with that. But let's forecast for a minute because you've been in this business a very long time and you've seen all sorts of things. What penalties do you think at the end of the day we could expect, if any at all? Yeah, listen, you, you know, at the very least, financial fines, you know, the league can levy those. Adam Silver can levy suspensions. And, you know, listen, the most dramatic, you know, possible change could be ownership change. Now, that would take a three-fourths vote, a three-fourths vote of the Board of Governors, 29 other governors with teams. Um, That's a high threshold to get ownership change, uh, to have that voted upon uh, by his peers. Uh, In my conversations yesterday with other owners, they would need to see a lot more um, before they were they would even consider that as uh, something that's on the table. But that's why, you know, they're expecting the league to go in, be thorough about this. You know, you've seen with Adam Silver, and you can look through his tenure, um, not much, if any, tolerance uh, on the issue of race and and how that how that impacted the employees and. Uh, basketball staff, coaches, front office executives, all of those in Phoenix who, when you look at the reporting, uh, were impacted. So uh, I think it's going to take time. But I think in the short term, if you're Phoenix, things like corporate sponsorships, all of those things, you know, when potential sponsors or current sponsors see uh, this kind of reporting, uh, what Earl Watson talked about on the record, um, you know, that certainly impacts the bottom line in the short time. But Robert Sarver has denied you know, virtually all uh, of the accusations of those who described the environment there. And he said he looks forward to uh, an independent, as he called it, NBA investigation uh, that he hopes or believes um, will, will account well for his time in Phoenix. Well, it's two owners uh, in a row now for CP3, not in a row, excuse me, but between Donald Sterling and now obviously with Robert Sauver for Chris Paul, what role do you envision him taking in this entire process? Jay, an immense role. And I think this organization is leaning on him in these times, not just his teammates, but his general manager, James Jones, his coach, Monty Williams. Uh, He did go through this with the Clippers and um, through that investigation, led that team. But not only in that instance, Jay, you know, think about as the head of the Players Association, getting his peers into the bubble at a time where there was not universal, uh, a universal sense among uh, players that they should go into the bubble at that time during the pandemic, what was going on uh, in this country, and then keeping his peers in the bubble where there was a uh, a, a point in there where the whole that whole restart could have fallen apart, and, and Chris Paul was certainly at the forefront of keeping that together. 
getting that uh, entire bubble uh, restart to the finish line. And so I think his experience, his leadership, I, I don't know that there's another player in the league you could be better suited with as an organization um, than Chris Paul. And you saw the tone set yesterday with Chris Paul, Monty Williams, that they're going to continue to play. They say they'll, they'll, they'll wait for this league investigation to play out. And again, as we, as we talked about earlier in our conversation here, um, there's not that audio tape that exists with Sterling or emails like in the Atlanta situation. And so, you know, we'll see what happens now when, when many, of, many individuals now have an opportunity to tell their stories to the league. Talking to Adrian Wojnarowski, the one-man industry here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Woj. We, um, I mean, normally... If Le- you know, LeBron James misses a game, that's the lead. But the Sarver stuff has knocked everything off the front page, right? Um, but I'd like to ask you about LeBron, if you don't mind, because people would like to know. Um, what's the latest? Yeah, you know, as Dave McMenamin reported yesterday, our Lakers reporter, that abdom- abdominal strain, you know, is going to keep him out a few games, uh, probably at least a week. Lakers medical staff, you know, wants to make sure that he gets through this injury uh, without a recurrence. Another really difficult loss uh, for the Lakers last night against Oklahoma City, who keeps coming back uh, these wild deficits against L.A. They did it in Oklahoma City last week, and then they do it at Staples last night. And so, uh, you know, this is a Laker team certainly that's been without LeBron uh, in the early going here and, and, and has struggled at times without him, which you'd certainly expect. Thank you very much, Woj. As always, that's Adrian Wojnarowski, Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Woj. Great stuff, bro. On the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that moves you forward. Goodyear more driven. Back to the breaking news from this morning on OBJ. We'll tell you the latest. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN <laughs> app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the you. Goodyear Hotline. You, by the way, while I'm at it. What a song for OBJ. <laughs> we, we are asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. I haven't done this yet this morning, Jay. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team not currently in the playoffs right now? Like, if you look at the NFL standings, oh, that team's not in the playoffs if the season ended today. Which of those teams right now will make the postseason? All right. You heard it um, in the Sports Center. The Browns are working with OBJ's reps to negotiate a release. Now, according to Adam Schefter, the Browns are converting base salary into signing bonus Mm. to lower his cap number in an attempt to save money, making it easier for another team to claim him on waivers per Adam Schefter. Um, Give me my money is basically Mm -hmm. what he's saying. So Odell gets paid, the team saves money, and it's easier for another Another team team to to pick him up? Sounds like a win-win-win. Because the cap number's lower, so... His his uh, base salary, let's say it was eight million dollars. I don't know what portion of that base salary they're gonna convert to signing bonus, but he gets that that money. It's mm-hmm. basically now guaranteed because it was gonna be guaranteed anyway. It just helps reduce the cap number and it allows the team because if they cut him or trade him, the salary cap proration of that signing bonus that he got when he first signed with them, it all comes due and paid today. So it just lowers it. So he gets a chance to double dip essentially. No, he won't. No, it. if he goes to a different, yeah, if it goes to a different, that'll team. be counted no, that again. That's, against that's money the Browns okay. don't right. have to pay. Thank apparently, you. It's not yeah. the NBA <laughs> double dip, right? I don't know. NBA look. players got it made, yes, boy. They do. 
All right. Of, uh, yeah, you know. I wish they did. It's like they got it made. They have to be the best athletes on earth, train every day since they're born, basically. And they get the double dip. The they get the double dip. Let's get into this with former wideout Harry Douglas, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Harry. What's good, Harry? How y'all doing, fellas? What's happening? Doing good, baby. Good. What do you make of the latest of uh, Odell? Um, I think it was something that was, was bearing to happen, right? When you look at everything that has transpired. Uh, but we got to go back because a lot of people – was saying that OBJ didn't have any success in Cleveland. You got to look at his first year. He had success his first year. Now, the last two years, um, especially last year, he was hurt. Did they use him properly last year when I was watching them last year? No, I didn't think so. Now, you come into this year um, in the Cleveland Browns, and I'm, and I'm looking week in and week out like, why isn't Odell getting the football like he should? And Keyshawn, you know about this. Get the man the damn ball. He's a special talent. You got to get him the football. But the Browns didn't make it a point. And you see multiple times Kevin Stefanski say he has to do a better job. Well, that's your job as a play caller is to get your best players to football week in and week out. And we didn't see that happen with OBJ. But when you look at this situation, he's an alpha male. Baker Mayfield's an alpha male. And that's no problem. But when it becomes a problem is when they look at each other like, hey, I want to be the lead dog. Somebody has to take a, a seat back. Right. Or they have to have that 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 chemistry in a way to where they understand, Okay, you lead right here. I lead right there. That that's not the case when it comes to Baker Mayfield and OBJ. Like in in, in key, you know this. Well, I knew it until your phone dropped. (laughs) You there with us? I think we lost Harry as he was on a roll. Harry talked about right now. Oh, there you go. He's back with us. They have in Cleveland. You, you got to repeat yourself, Mayfield buddy, because I didn't hear and, you. And, and, and OBJ. Now, I will tell you this. And Key, I got to disagree with you on some of can the you points hear, that can you, you hear made me? this week. Only because Harry, I understand OBJ's father is his own human being. It's, it's his separate, his separate uh, self, right? But at the end of the day, I have a father who's passionate, who's, who's coached me growing up. If I, if I holler at my father and I'm like, Hey, Harry, can you hear us? Chill out. I need you to chill out, Pops. He's going to chill out. He's not going to cross those lines across those thresholds. Can you hear us? I don't think Harry don't can think hear us. Harry. I'm sure that the, our, our producer, Evan, will put him on pause while we get that. But I heard what his, Harry was saying. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that he said that he disagreed with me because I said OBJ's dad can say what he wants in terms of protecting his father. I stand firm with that. Mm-hmm. Just because Harry Douglas's dad does it differently, that's okay. My family is going to protect me. If they feel like they want to voice their opinion about something, go right ahead. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I'll know how to tell them at such due time to chill out. Tom Brady, daddy, did it. Tom Brady told him at such due time, chill out. And OBJ, if he wants to tell his father to sit tight, I got this handled, he'll tell him. That's exactly. just the reality football of question. it. Football question, purely football yes. for, on Odell's part, okay? Yes. I heard Harry Douglas say he was he was you know playing well in Cleveland that first year. I want to point something out though. Odell and I'm going to use numbers. These are records of events. He he started 11 games, played in 12 games altogether as a rookie. 1,300 yards, 12 TDs. Okay, on 91. We going back to his first year. Yeah, as a rookie. Okay. His next year, but that was in 11 starts, 12 games, 1,300 <laughs> yards, and 12 TDs. His next year, he played 15 games, 1,450 yards. Mm. Um, 13 TDs, 96 receptions. Then the next year, 16 games, 1,367 yards on 101 receptions, 10 touchdowns. 
And I, I want to say he was hurt that, but that was like his worst year so far, actually, in terms of the, the like, you know, 11 games, 1,300 yards and double-digit touchdowns. And you follow that up, missing a game, 1,450 yards, 13 TDs, right? Then he gets hurt, whatever, whatever. He comes back later on, 12 games, 1,000 yards, not quite the same guy. First year in Cleveland, 16 games, 15 starts, 1,000 yards, and four TDs. My question to you, Key, is this. How much of that is different scheme, different situation, whatever? Oh, a, a, a lot. It, new environment, he, new everything. Is he physically, is he capable remember of he doing those early back, numbers remember again? Remember he was coming back off injury when he got to Cleveland. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So his pattern has been staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, he can do some stuff. Now, you want him to get to that 1,300-yard mark? He can do that with the right system in the right situation. He could. Yeah, but he's not going to do it with the Rams. Right. Okay. He, he ain't going to do it with Kansas Only City. so many plays the He might be able to do it with the yeah, Raiders. Exactly. Right. So Ruggs you, is out. Yeah, you got to be able to see what fits with him. He is still a talented young man if he stays healthy. How about this, Oki? If Injuries if, scare NFL executives. They should. They should. Injuries scare NFL executives. If you were, if you were him, like what – do you want to be that main target, or would you rather be oh, a part of? I want to be. Oh, well, of course, I'm saying. Well, your ego is always going to want you to be that guy, right? You're saying if but it's is an either it, or. Yeah, like is it like, hey, I want to be that guy to prove that everybody not, I can I'm still not, be the guy, or do I want to be I'm a part of something yet. bigger I'm to win a championship? Yet. I'm not there yet in my career. What is it? Six years? Seven years for him? Mm, since fourteen. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not there yet. He's in his eighth season. Eighth, eighth yeah, I'm, season. Not, I'm not there yet. <coughs> there as if, as it, it relates to, to what? just be a guy on the side. No, 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 I'm not saying being a guy, be a part of something bigger where you have a chance to yes. do something. You may not be the primary target. Well, Jay, but you're let's, part say, of, let's say the hierarchy. And I'm sure the number one preference Rams. is join a team that needs a number one wide out in order to that's be a good. great team. And that's you. That's number one. Yeah. So that's number, the Raiders in. So let's say if it's a team like the Raiders, I, I would guess number two would be to go to a place where you could win, even if the numbers aren't going to quite be there. Would be the Rams. And number three would be, go to a place where you can ball out, even if you're not going to win, right? That would be one, two, three. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. No no doubt. That's why I'm saying that's I'm not going to Detroit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mean Detroit. Let's not get The top two options. What's the best? Harry Harry Douglas is back, guys. Harry, what's the best fit for OBJ right now? Can you hear us, Harry? Yeah, I can hear y'all. Can you hear us now? Okay, good. Got that... Damn broke What phone? kind of cell service you got, yeah, man? Be quiet, Key. You need to start wearing tucks every time you on the show, too. I know, we know you, we know you L.A. We know you L.A. I'm from the West Coast, dog. <laughs> nah, but when you look at the fits for, um, for OBJ, for me, number one, a, a lot of people say the Packers, but when you look at the Packers, they do have a lot of wide receivers. That, that'll be a crowded room. Yes. But for me, the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs because outside of Tyreek Hill right now and Kelsey, you don't really see a threat when it comes to down the field. They really miss Sammy Watkins right now. The Saints, um, the Michael Thomas news, and him not being able to come back, Key, and uh, Jay Will and Max, uh, that, that hurts. But, Harry, who's, who's your quarterback the there? If you're yeah. Odell, I'm like, I'm going from Baker Mayfield to it's I don't know who the hell Trevor my quarterback Simeon. is. Trevor Simeon? So let me ask y'all a question. Is it going to be worse than having Baker Mayfield and not getting the football? Well, that's a good point. That's it's fair. not just Baker Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield with Odell. That's that Odell's fair, fair Harry. Yeah. That's fair. In other then, words, like, um, Baker's better than Simeon, but maybe not for Odell, he's not better than Simeon. Yeah, but, but if I'm but, looking at Derek Carr, if I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, well, I'm not looking at Taysom Hill and be like, oh, yeah, that yeah, looks yeah, – Well, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and I say the Raiders, especially they just lost one of their top receivers right now in Henry yeah, Ruggs. So yeah. the, the Raiders would be a good fit for me. I like him with the Patriots as well because, listen, the Patriots are a team that can make some noise late. 
Yeah. They're, they're playing some, some good brand of football right now. Mac Jones is playing unbelievable as a quarterback. Well, I like what I'm seeing yeah. from Mac Jones. As a yeah, rookie, nothing. he's playing very well. Harry, he's playing well. Harry. If you were OBJ, I mean, going from Cleveland, you've been in that cold weather. For, you're telling well, me you're you worried want, about weather, man. He's the dude in, trains in L.A. But you he's see, been in cold weather his whole Jay, career. Jay, fine. Jay, we don't, we don't worry about that, Jay. Like, yeah, I, I, I ain't wear sleeves in negative 16, negative 3. Nobody worry about the weather. You I worry about football. the weather as I get older. Tom Brady worries about the weather. I'm just saying it makes Tom a difference. Jay, you play basketball. Right see, now, Key, that's the difference between football guys and basketball guys. You see how soft these basketball guys are? They worry about the weather. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me at all. Well, LeBron went from Cleveland to Miami to LA. Hey, come on. But he that's different, man. He living. What, right, what I was, what I'm Boston, thinking, man. though, Harry, is I'm thinking the Raiders as the number one team because of the, the what has happened lately to, to Henry Ruggs being Correct. released from the team. They need somebody to lift the coverage. He replaces that, and he's a better wide receiver than Henry Ruggs was. Then when you look at the Los Angeles Rams replacing Deshaun and imagine what Stafford and, and McVay can do with him in the lineup. He already has a home in Los Angeles. He loves being in L.A. Then when you look at that, Kansas City, much like you said, you know, with Tyreek Hill along with Kelsey, uh, Nicole Hartman is there, but it's whatever. OBJ will fit there in a perfect situation. Plus, Andy Reid could deal with a personality that some can't deal with. Exactly. And then the New England Patriots clearly know what to do with a player like OBJ. They're not going to acquire a player with talent and sit him on the sidelines. Those are my four Teams now, if they can fit him under the cap and he can clear waivers to the point where they can get to him, I would I would take the Raiders over all of them. But key here here's one team that a lot of people I don't think are, is really mentioning. Don't count out the Los Angeles Chargers hmm. because you have Justin Herbert throwing you the football. You have hmm. Mike Mike Williams. You have Keenan Allen. I thought about that. Old, you had an Odell to that, that situation. Mm. That team could be even scarier. But he's not going to get too many balls thrown his way only because there's only one ball to go around. But, but right now, listen, if you're winning, you, you're not necessarily worried about too much of that if you're winning. When you're losing, that's when it, that's when it hits you. Harry you Douglas daddy, man, will be, be hosting Greeny today with Chris Carlin. Thank you, Harry. Thanks for jumping on with us. And congrats to Harry because on October 22nd, he was inducted into the University of Louisville, Louisville. Athletics Hall of Fame. Yeah, Harry. And that is the celebratory moment of the week. And it's brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate. Championship savings for the win. Much more. Congrats, uh, Harry. Odell report. I know, but I still want to say congrats. He'll be freed from the Browns. Plus, did Aaron Rodgers have too much freedom with the Packers? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Dan Graziano joins, giving the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. DG. <laughs> you tell us. How much sleep have you had? It's Your been a slow week. By, sit, sit by you? No, I, no, I, I turn to do not disturb. You got to get some sleep. I mean, it's 18 weeks and then playoffs. You got to get no, some sleep. No, don't say sleep around Plus, Key. We have, he we thinks have a you're lot lazy of people. if you sleep. Like we have a but lot of people. You broke this news at like five. Well, I get up at I get up morning. at four o'clock when I have to come in here for get up. So at four o'clock in the morning, that you know, stuff, stuff's going about. on. So what, what's the you had the latest with Odell this morning? What what's, well, what is it? What what's been going on this week while he's been away from practice uh, is the Browns and Odell Beckham's agent have been talking about uh, a param- adjusting his contract to the point where. Uh, it wouldn't cost the Browns as much if he cleared waivers. See, if, he go, if they release him now, he has to clear waivers. If he gets claimed by a team, that team takes the contract and the remaining whatever $8 million he's got on it. If he clears waivers, nobody claims him, the Browns have to pay that. So they're trying to adjust the contract in a way that reduces that financial burden in case that happens. The trick is, if they adjust it to make it too favorable to the team, then he might get claimed. And he doesn't want to get claimed because he wants to decide where he goes next. Yeah. So there's a, there's a negotiation going on. I, I, it'll, it'll get done at some point. It's about converting salary to bonus. Is it signing bonus? Is it roster bonus? It, it, all that kind of stuff. Once it gets done, uh, they will release him. When do you it it could happens? be today. It absolutely could be today. But, you know, it's a, it's a contract negotiation. You don't know when these things are going to necessarily uh, take a turn or, or, or get finished. But it sounds like they're making progress. I wonder I – wonder... As they're making progress, like you said, and turning the, the base salary into signing bonus or roster bonus and, mm-hmm. and, and reducing the salary cap hit on the Cleveland Browns and making it cap friendly for the next team, I wonder if Baker is saying to himself, like I would, Yeah, I don't want to go here, I'm not going here, I'm not going here, don't you pick me up, don't Odell, pick me up. Odell, not Baker. You said yeah. Baker. I mean Odell. <laughs> Baker's saying, Baker saying all kinds of stuff to yeah. himself about so, this, but not, so, not that. <laughs> when I'm looking at it, I don't want to go to Jacksonville. I don't want to go back to New York. I don't yeah. go, and so as we continue to go down the waiver wire, yeah. what teams are we now saying, okay, this is a perfect fit for him. This is a perfect What's fit What's the for pool him? of teams that he would realistically yeah, go to? Really. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the Saints were, were, were in talks earlier in the week before the trade deadline. They didn't really go anywhere. The Saints couldn't take the contract on. Uh, so that's a team. I, I, I mean, I assume that's a team that would interest him. I don't know the quarterback situation. Kind of a question mark, obviously, if it's going to be Taysom Hill. We don't know what that means for the passing game. Um, the Raiders, I mean, I heard you guys talk. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you obviously don't want to – uh, in any way diminish the significance, the real-world significance of what happened there this week, but it did result in them having a need at the position, yes. right? So um, that's, that's a team to watch. <laughs> I mean, it feels like something Tom Brady would, would ask the Buccaneers to do, right? Especially if Antonio Brown is out for a length of time. <laughs> so, right, exactly. You laugh, but, I mean, come Yo. on, right? I mean, that, that makes some the sense. Rams, so, so hold on. Wow. Antonio Rams. Brown, Mike Evans, yeah. well, again, Chris Godwin, Godwin Odell Beckham Jr., Rob Gronkowski, Scotty Cameron Miller, Brady, and O.J. Howard. I think it only makes targets. sense if, Brown, if Brown's going to be Miller, out sometime the, with the fastest injury. dude on the team. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just? Why didn't they just trade him? Well, they couldn't just get they couldn't get a team to to agree to take the contract. Um, 
and and give anything of value, right? I mean, like it's not. But you're getting nothing now. I, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they didn't they didn't get enough interest. There are teams that think, well, he hasn't really done anything the last couple of years. What kind of player are we getting? There are teams that think, well, we can't afford that contract, and even if we could, is he the kind of player that warrants it at this point? And that resulted in a very shallow pool of interested teams, if there were any. See, they should have called it, me Jay Alda got him moved for him. I'm sure you would have. I know we're heavy on OBJ, but like, what kind of pressure does this now put on Baker? Oh, lots. Oh my well, because goodness. think about it. Like, like if there are teammates have, and to my knowledge, always liked Odell Beckham. I mean, they I covered him when he was yes. with the Giants. Yeah, same. So if there are, if there are people there that that are friends with or fans of or like Odell Beckham, his best friend in the world, exactly. Plays exactly. Obviously. <laughs> And if they don't believe in Baker Mayfield all the way, then it could cause a problem. Baker's yeah. going to have to play at a high level and show that, um, that, that he wasn't the problem, yeah. basically, right? And, and he, he'll have the opportunity to do that. Certainly the second half of last year, I think he showed his teammates that he could be that guy. If he does that again, then he's probably okay. But if he doesn't, I think you're absolutely it, it's, right. It's going to be immense pressure on Baker Mayfield to win back the locker room simply because – a beloved player in Landry is still in the locker room. That's OBJ's best friend. And Landry's a, a significant presence in that yes, locker room. Absolutely. Like he's a, you know, he's a heart and soul guy on that team. So yeah, I, I think look, I, I have no I have no indication that there's like bad blood between Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield over this. But it's logical to think that there could be, yeah. especially if things go badly in terms of wins and losses. On, on the other hand, as the the reason the Browns started to flounder is they weren't healthy. They were good when they were like you know. Yeah. As the Browns get healthy, as the season goes on, there's We've a good chance it. they start to win again, and then people will look and say, "Oh, see, Odell was the problem." So there's also pressure on Odell to succeed for for whatever team he lands with to succeed. Pressure on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I I I always liked him. I I I just think I, I wonder what it is that he wants and whatever it is, I, I hope he finds it. Carson Wentz back on track the while the Jets have once again <laughs> derailed. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Stay with us on the ESPN app. Thanks, Dan. It's that simple. The ball. The ball. <laughs> the Keyshawn J. Will and Max podcast. 